Sefania Peregimel. Sefania Peregimel begins by describing the destitute moral situation that Israel is at the time, whereas Perek Aleph and Perek Bet were chapters describing the destruction that will come. Perek Gimel is not all about destruction. Perek Gimel begins with describing what will happen to the nation, with describing the destruction, with describing why they're deserving of such destruction. However, the end of Perek Gimel describes the eventual returning of Bnei Israel to the land of Israel and the eventual realization of all the nations of the world, perhaps, of God as the true God, of God as the ruler of the earth. It seems to be that this is definitely talking about the end of the days, it's a messianic chapter, as opposed to, let's say, the rebuilding of the second temple, simply because of the descriptions here of all the nations coming to serve Hashem seems to not have been fulfilled as of yet. Pasuk Aleph Woe to the filthy and polluted one, the city of oppression. The Pasuk starts off by addressing the city as disgusting, Mora'a nigala, Mora'a comes from Rei, from Dung. Nigala as well means disgust. And basically, no one wants anything to do with the city. God is saying, you guys, your actions have made you disgusting to me. Ir Hayuna, we translated the city of oppression. Rashid translates the city of the dove. A few times in the book of Treasar, we've seen that the Bnei Israel are called a Yona, a dove, because they're easily swayed. They go to Ashur, they go to Mitzrayim. They're not steadfast in their beliefs. And so he holds here to Ha'ir Ha'yuna, the city that is easily swayed and cannot hold firmly in its beliefs. Pasuk Bet. She did not listen to the voice. She did not take rebuke. In Hashem, she did not trust. To her God, she did not draw near. The Pasuk continues to rally against Bnei Israel. And says, even as all this is going on, as we said in Pedic Bet, the destruction perhaps of all these nations, perhaps even referring to the exile of the ten tribes, it did not take rebuke, it didn't learn its lesson. It did not listen to the voice of its prophets, urging it to do repentance and to return to Hashem. And instead, it returned towards other nations in order to get salvation instead of turning to Hashem. Pesuk Gimel, Sareha b'kirbah arayot shu'agim, shofteha ze've'ayrev, its princes in her midst are like lions roaring. Its judges are like wolves of the evening that did not leave over bones for the morning. The corruption of the people was so widespread that its own leaders would eat up its own people like lions, like wolves that are hungry and having eaten all day. They would go and oppress the poor, take advantage of them, much like a wild animal would rip up a fellow animal. So quick and fierce was their oppression that it's as if they didn't leave anything to eat in the next morning. Imagine a wolf fully devouring an animal, not leaving even a morsel for the next day. So too the leaders of these people completely oppressed them, not leaving them anything to hang on to. Pasuk Dalit. Nevi'eha pohazim anshe bogdot, kohaneha chililu kodesh hamesu Torah. Her prophets are impetuous and people of treachery. Her priests have sacred that which is holy, and have robbed the Torah. The false prophets that are abundant in Israel at this time are just saying whatever they want, whatever comes to their head. They're not men of intelligence with thought-out plans. They just say whatever they want. The leaders who are supposed to be leading the nation in the way of Hashem, they themselves 
are desecrating that which is holy. They are robbing the Torah. They're robbing the Torah from the people in the sense that they're supposed to be the ones teaching them, and instead they're leading them with the wrong example, leading the people to have no choice. It's been robbed from them. How could they possibly keep the Torah if this is what their leaders are doing? Pasuke. Adonai tzaddik b'kirbah lo yase avla. Baboker baboker mishpato yiten laod. Lo needan. Lo yudea aval boshet. God is righteous in his midst, he shall not do injustice. Morning after morning, he brings his judgment to the light. It does not falter, but evil does not know shame. This pasuk serves to magnify the wrongdoings of B'nai Israel. God is righteous in his midst, and he does not do anything evil. And every single morning they can go and see the justice that God is creating in the world, whether it be through other nations or through B'nai Israel by punishing them. And yet, still, what happens? Evil does not know embarrassment. It's not ashamed to go out and be evil in the very city that God is in the midst of. They see God's hand in delivering justice to the world every morning. And yet that does not change their minds about what they are doing. That does not make them stop and think about their way. I have cut off nations, their towers have become desolate. I have laid waste to their streets so that there shall not be a passerby. Their cities have been destroyed without a man, without an inhabitant. This pasuk describes the justice that the Navi just mentioned in pasuk hey. God is continually doing justice. Why? So that the people can see and take note. They can appreciate God's will in this world. They can appreciate that God is taking an active role in this world. And take Musar for themselves. Learn their lesson. I have cut off full nations. Powerful powers, towers have been destroyed. There's not a single person there now. Look what I have been doing. And yet you still don't take note. You still aren't embarrassed to do evil at my great power. Pasuk Zayin. Amarti achtid ioti tikli musar veloi karet meona kol asher pakadati aleha. Achen hishkimu hishchaitu kol alilota. I said, only fear me. Take rebuke and her abode will not be cut off everything which I have commanded regarding her. However, they have got up early and corrupted all their deeds. It's as if God himself is saying, I did these things just so you could fear me, just so you could take and learn this lesson and everything I have commanded regarding you, all the goodness, all the barakha that I have given to Bnei Israel won't be for waste. However, what did you go ahead and do? Not only did you continue your bad ways, you were excited to do it. You got up early to do it. You continued to run towards evil. Now, from now to the end of the book, the Pesukim shifts more to a calmer nature, perhaps shifting into Nehama now, saying that because this is what you did, you will suffer destruction. However, as we'll see in the very next Pesuk, eventually you will return to your land and eventually everything will be great again. Pesuk Chet. Lachen, hakuli ne'umadunai, liyom kumi la'an, ki mishpati le'esof goyim, Therefore, wait for me, the word of God, to the day that I arise to plunder. For my judgment is to gather the nations, to collect all the kingdoms, 
to pour upon them my wrath, all my fierce anger, for the fire of my jealousy will consume all the land. The Pasuk starts off, Lachem, therefore. Therefore, wait for me, because you did not take your chance to return after I've been showing you everything I'm capable of, trying to get you, as we mentioned, the morning after morning to do tshuva, and you did not do it, that's it, you'll lose your chance. You're going to get destroyed. However, wait. Wait for the day until you eventually be returned to your land. Wait for me until the day that I go up and attack all your enemies, all the people who used to attack you, and bring upon them a battle to gather all the nations. Many commentators indicate that this is referring to the war of Gog and Magog, when many nations will be gathered together, and in one fell swoop, many of the powers of the earth will be fallen. Pasuk Ki az hepoch el amim safa berura, vikro kulam v'shem adunai, v'avdo shechem echad. For then I will flip to the nations a pure language, for them to call out together in the name of Hashem, to worship Him with one resolve. This beautiful pasuk is reminiscent of Aleman with Shabbat, that everyone will recognize God, and Hashem will turn around them all with a pure language, and won't be contaminated by sayings and thoughts which are not conducive to the worship of Hashem. Instead, everyone will be worshipping Shechem Echad. Shechem comes from the word shoulder, back to back, all of us together, worshipping Hashem. Pesuk Yod. kush atarai bat minchati. From the other side of the rivers of Kush, Atarai and Bat Putsi will bring me tributes. Kush, as we've mentioned several times, is southward of Egypt in the area of Ethiopia. Atarai and Bat Putsi are explained by many of the classical Farshim, the Dak, and Ibn Ezra as being two nations who reside on that side of the Ethiopian River, perhaps referring to the south part of the Nile. Others interpret Atarai and Batputsi not as the name of nations, but rather as not as proper nouns as regular nouns. Atarai, those who supplicate me. Batputsai, those who are scattered. According to this interpretation, Atarai and Batputsi are not other nations, but rather B'nai Israel that have been exiled and ended up somewhere in Africa, exiled, scattered. And they will return to bring presents to the Beit HaMikdash. Pesuk on that day, you will not be ashamed of all your deeds that you did to rebel against me. For then, I will remove from your midst those who exult in your arrogance, and you shall no longer continue to be haughty in my holy mountain. This pasuk says, at that time, as Hashem will be returning the captivity of Bnei Israel, you won't have any more reason to be embarrassed. You won't look back and say, how are we worthy of this divine relationship? Why? Because I'll purify you. I'll remove all the problems that were festering within you. As we mentioned in Pedic Bet, it appeared that the trouble for Bnei Israel was happening because of their ga'avah, because of their arrogance, because of thinking they didn't need God. They were perhaps better off. They didn't need to go and supplicate God and have a relationship with Him. Thus, Hashem is going to remove those people from their midst. They're no longer going to be there. There's no longer going to be this haughtiness, this sense of we're fine without God in Yerushalayim. And thus, there won't be anything to be embarrassed about. 
and people can feel confident in their relationship with Hashem. Pasuk Yud Bet. V'hisharti b'kirbech am ani v'dal v'hasu b'shem ha'adunai. And I will leave over in your midst a nation that is poor and destitute, and they will take shelter in the name of Hashem. After all is said is done, who will be those who are left? They won't be a people of great wealth, they won't be a people of great stature, even though, as we said, this is a time when people are recognizing God, because they've just been gathered from among all the nations they've been collected, and perhaps they won't be in the greatest financial situation, but what will they have? They will be able to trust in the name of Hashem to take shelter in it. Others, including the Radak, interpret Amani Vadal, not as a poor and destitute nation, but rather many times, especially in Tehillim, we see that Ani and Anav are very closely related. Sometimes they're Ktivukri, sometimes it definitely seems to be the connotation that Ani or Anav could mean the other. And here, Amani Vadal, not necessarily poor, but rather a humble and submissive people, people who are willing to accept the word of God, people who are willing to subjugate themselves to the God, not necessarily about their physical state, but rather about their spiritual and mental mind, that they're willing to accept the yoke of Hashem upon them. Pesukir Gimun. Sheerit Yisrael lo yaasu avla v'lo yidabiru kazav v'lo yimatseh b'fihem l'shont hamit ki hema yiru v'ravitzu v'en maharit. The remnants of Israel will not do evil and they will not speak falsely and that shall not be found in their mouths a tongue of deceit for they shall graze and lie down and none will make them afraid. Whoever is left over, whoever finally gets returned and gets to enjoy the presence of Hashem once again, it will be a nation of people who are good, who are not speaking falsely, who are good to one another. They're not deceitful. And finally, they shall be able to rest and not worry about anything, for they shall know that Hashem is with them. This perhaps is indicative to us of what will happen during those final days. Only the people who are truly followers of Hashem will be around for the end. Everyone else, perhaps, as we see other times on that great Yom Hashem, the Day of Judgment, will also fall among the rest of the nation. The rest of the Pasukim in this Perek and Sefer Tzifanya talk about B'nai Israel finally being able to enjoy the return of the Shekhinah in Eretz Israel. Pasuk Yudalid Rani Batsiyon Hariyo Yisrael Simchai V'alzi V'cholev Bat Yerushalayim Sing, daughter of Zion, shout out, Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, daughter of Yerushalayim. Many commentators point out that there's we have the daughter of Zion, we have Israel, and we have the daughter of Yerushalayim, perhaps indicating all the parts of B'nai Israel will return. As we mentioned earlier, a few pesukim ago, even the people who were exiled to Kush, to Ethiopian area, will be returned. Thus, perhaps as indicating Mahut Yisrael and Mahut Yehuda will be returned at that time. And there will be a time of happiness. There will be shouting, rejoicing, what to celebrate over. Pesuk Tevav. Hesira Adunai Mishpataich Pina Oivech. Melech Yisrael Adunai Bekebech Rotiri Ra'od. Hashem has removed your affliction. He has cleared out your enemy. The King of Israel, Hashem, is in your midst. You shall not feel fear evil anymore. Again, continuing, why can why can you rejoice? Because God has removed those who are afflicting you. He has cleared out all your enemies. There is nothing to worry about, and you know He is in His midst. He's resting among you, and you have a relationship with God. There's nothing to fear. Pesuk Tetzayin, 
Bayomahu Yamer Lirushalaim Al Tirai Zion Al Yirpuyadaich. On that day it will be said to Yerushalayim, Do not fear. To Zion, don't weaken your hands. Perhaps the Nevi'im, perhaps the people will be telling one another, There's nothing to worry about, you have nothing to fear, you have nothing to be weakened over, everything is okay, you can go out and trust that Hashem will be with you. Pasuk Yudzayim Adunai Elohaich bekirbech gibor Yoshia Yasis alaich besimcha yaharish beahavato yagil alaich berinah Hashem, your God, is in your midst. He is the mighty one who saves. He will rejoice over you with happiness. He will be silent in his love. He will be joyful over you with singing. Continuation of what the people will tell to each other. We notice that these Pesukim are very similar to Pesukim Yudal Tetvav. What the Navid Sefanya is telling the people. And then he's saying, not only am I telling you this in these Pesukim Tetzayin and Yudzayin, He's saying, you yourselves will realize the truth of what I'm saying and will be telling it to each other, or perhaps at that time it, it will come to fruition. And what we will say is what we said before, he'll be happy over you. He will be silent. He won't mention your past sins, perhaps because as we mentioned, all the sinners will not be there any longer. And he will be happy with you as opposed to anger for your past and as he, as he is at the present moment. Pasuk those who have mourned from the appointed time, I have gathered. They have come from you. They have carried over her shame. Here Hashem, as if talking to Yerushalayim, says, I have gathered together all the people who have mourned over you from the time of your exile. From the time, the Moed, the appointed time of when you went into the Galut. From then they've been mourning. They came from you, they came from within Yerushalayim, and therefore I'm returning them to you. They have already carried enough shame, enough embarrassment over the destruction of their land. They have been mourning for all this time, it's time for them to return. Behold, I am crushing all those that afflict you at that time. And I will rescue the limping one, and the cast off I will gather. And I will place them for praise, and make them a good name in all the land where they have been embarrassed. These last two pesukim are seemingly almost seem like Hashem saying, I'm sorry for what happened. I, in all the lands where you've been embarrassed, all the affliction that you've gone through, I'm going to end it and turn it on its head. Everyone who who oppressed you will be oppressed. Everywhere you've been embarrassed, you'll have a good name. You'll have an honorable name. You'll be praised. I will save the one who is limping, who cannot go by themselves, who I made them. And the one who I cast off, I will gather. A complete reversal of what was in the past. Finally, Pasukah. At that time I will bring you, and at that time I will gather you, for I will place you for a good name and praise amongst all the nations of the earth when I return your captivity to your eyes, said Hashem. The Navi finishes by saying, this redemption will be complete. 
At that time, I will gather you in, and I will bring all of you here to Eretz Israel, and it will be a complete redemption, for I will place you for a praise amongst all the nations of the earth. You won't have anyone stopping you from fulfilling your mission of being my nation, of having a relationship with me. When they return your captivity to your eyes, your very own eyes will see this. Either this is talking about their descendants, or perhaps, as some of the Rishonim want to say, this is a hint to Tehiyat and Natim and Sefer Tzifanya. And with that, the prophet who started off as the prophet of destruction, the prophet of utter and complete calamity, finishes off with this beautiful rendition of the end of days. And perhaps the lesson is just as total and complete as the destruction in the first two Pirakim was, so too the redemption in the final Pirak will be total and complete.